0: All right, it's review zoo time. I don't know the date, Sam, but I think, oh, I do know it. It's March 27th, Saturday. It's 10 15 at night. And we've got a guest. How did this happen? We're not that popular yet, are we? Yeah. <laughs> no, we just found a
1: brother in um, love of comic book, just awesomeness.
0: All right, all right. Well, we're joined today by Mr. Mark Willen-Sigler. How are you, sir?
2: Hey, man, I am blessed to be alive, healthy, happy, prosperous, free, all the good things. We won't say that. <laughs> all the good things. Hey, um. hey, that sounds like a solid plan.
0: I think I came name off maybe like three of those, so good <laughs> to <laughs> so uh this week has been i mean interesting for comic book and superhero properties i would say last week two weeks right
2: yeah i think it's been a glorious time to be a comic book person a glorious time
0: i think so so. some of the stuff we're going to be talking about tonight came out all in the last two weeks we got the snyder cut of justice Mm -hmm. league which that's divisive on the internet it's been a wild twitter twitter week We have the Suicide Squad trailer that just debuted uh, yesterday on the 26th of March. Uh, Superstore, the TV show, had its season series finale this week. Uh, We had several comic books this week that came out. Cable, uh, X-Force, X-Factor. Lots of things with X. Excalibur. Excalibur. And we got the first two episodes of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is already... You know, for a basic action show, I feel like doing some different stuff than we don't expect from Marvel stuff already. Yep. Uh, WandaVision showed us how depression works, and <laughs> Soldier apparently shows us how racism works. Uh, yep. I don't know. So I mean, that's that's a, that's a pretty good depiction of it, though, Andrew. It. I think that might be. <laughs> that's the best way I could think of it. Uh, but Mark introduce yourself. Tell me about you. Tell us. Tell the world about yourself.
2: Tell the world about myself. So they exactly. um uh, entrepreneur, realtor, tax professional, notary, insurance professional. I hustle. I hustle hard. <laughs> That's right. Hey, from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, went to Morehouse College. You know, um, lived around different places of the South, but back in Birmingham now. I love comic books, man. Um, basically, when I was like four years old, I think I discovered my first comic book. My father's used to read the books, as we called them. And it was like a New Mutants comic book, and I found it. And I was fascinated. And then I didn't understand what Uncanny was when you talk about Uncanny X Men. I was like, what, what's Uncanny? He's Like, it just means they're different. So, you know, when I learned how to read, it was six. I've been reading comic books ever since then. I have a huge collection in my house. I have a room full of comic books. And the ladies come <laughs> over like, you have a room full of comic books? I'm like, yeah, you know, it was a room full of long boxes with comic books, you know. It's a library, ladies.
3: What do you, you want know?
2: <laughs> you know, but it's acceptable now, the ladies, because for a long time, you didn't tell people that you were into comic books, you know? You didn't tell them. Yeah, yep. You know, and, I, and I, I'll finish with this. I made the horrible decision when I was in high school. And you know, I was working, had a job. And I said, oh, I got money. I can go out on dates and dating women and, you know, and then trying to do comic books. And i was like, man, comic books are going up. They're like, you know, this is like when they're like $1.95, dollar that $2.15 <sighs> range. And I'm like, man, I can't afford it. I wish oh well, you right now I'm like, um, and I was like I can't do both I can't do comic books and women so I said I'll choose women and I regret the decision to this day <laughs> I do. <I'm> like, Man. <laughs> women will leave you they will take your money and leave you and, and, and infuriate you but a comic will always make you feel good
0: <laughs> this is so Man. true <laughs> the real is happening right there's... now the real some real talk yeah <laughs> This is great. Uh, so you and Sam met up on Twitter, basically.
2: Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime I see a bro talking about convos on Twitter, I start following him and I start tagging him. Like, hey, and, you know, my thing this year, is like, you know, it really started started for the pandemic. Cause, you know, I've I've always bought comics on a weekly basis, but the pandemic kind of forced me to start reading stuff more digitally because my local convos mm-hmm. store was closed. And I started reading them and started doing screenshots and started doing layouts. And I said, I need to find like-minded people who are doing this. And I started seeing people talking about and doing reviews. So anytime I saw a brother, you know, somebody like talking about comics, let me let me ask, you know, tag them. in is what I'm reading right now and see what they think and have they read this, you know, because mm-hmm. th- that's something I didn't really experience growing up. You know, it was like a like maybe like three, like like two in mil- elementary school, like two in middle school, mm-hmm. like three in high school. When I got to Morehouse, though, it changed because you know people, are like, oh man, you do X Men or you do this, and I'm like, oh, you know, brothers reading comic books like I read comic books. I don't have to hide it mm-hmm. anymore. And then being in Atlanta, oh, you know. Dragon Con was in Atlanta, you know, brothers would get together with go yeah. to Dragon Con and all that kind of stuff, you know. So I'm kind of been looking for that fellowship again. Like, hey, I need to rediscover this fellowship but in a digital space. And that's how I that came across Sam's um, Twitter. And I start tagging him and other people and Sam started replying. We start going back and forth. I am like, yeah. And he said, you know, you listen to the show. I listen to the show. I said, Man, y'all spot on. He asked me to come on. I said, Yeah, man, I'll come on. I'll talk about you with y'all. <laughs> and we're so, glad you good. did.
0: Sounds good. So what's uh what, what's the current book you have, your favorite what, what's your current
2: favorite book you know what man it's to the point I don't even know if I have a favorite now because I, I read so many <laughs> I just do I just do ranking the week and I'm looking at my top for this week it is actually Black Panthers to top of my stat for this week okay because I mean basically I have a long box full of just books and I just mark, put yeah. them in a paper bag my store gives me like an actual paper bag to put your books in a brown paper bag and I just put the mm-hmm. date on them and I read and read and read and I go back and forth and I put them in order what I think it was the top so, for this week, is Black Panther, looks like followed by Maestro, Embitter okay. Roots, Scumbag, Once in Future,
3: uh-huh.
2: and Teen Titans Academy. That's my top five. Uh-huh. For me to so, read Teen Titans Academy. Yeah. I, I was surprised by it. I mean, I picked it up because, you know, you just kind of flip through the store like, all right, I got a limited amount of funds. I'm going to flip through, see mm-hmm. what it is. This looks good. I think I want to finish this. Let me put this in the buy stack. Everything else you put in the other stack, you know.
0: Cool. Cool. I think uh at least my top one for the last couple of months has been the Immortal Hulk, which I know Sam and I talk about. Ah uh,
2: that's brilliant, man. And, that... uh,
0: yeah, no, you're right. It's absolutely brilliant. That and that that's what got us both into also his uh, his next book, which is a Slip slipping my mind, Sam. You know what I'm talking about.
3: Is it um, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy, the only, we kill only find us, them kill when, them when they did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: like, that. that's already one I feel like is going to end up somebody's TV show somewhere.
2: Well, I, is, um, I think a lot of writers write to, you know, to get picked up now. They're using the Mark Millar model. Cause they say, oh, wait wait yep. a minute. You know, he did it. You know, a business had some success. Robert Kirkman mm-hmm. has that's, had a standard success with it, and I'm yep. like, that's that's the model, you know, to get paid, you know. We
0: didn't have that on the list, Sam, but should we be talking about uh, Invincible a little bit today? Oh, no, it's on there.
1: It's on the main topic. I
0: missed it? Okay. Oh, you're right. I see. All right. I didn't want to correct you. <laughs> I see it; it's right there below. My mistake. Yep. It's right there below. Okay. So then, I think since we have a decent amount to talk about, we should get started. Yep, yep, yep. So first things first. Super uh, the
1: Suicide Squad trailer. What did y'all think?
2: Yes, I like it. <laughs> It seemed a little bit more silly than I wanted to, but I mean, I'm like, I think they are just going all in, especially if they got Peacemaker on there. And I remember Peacemaker from the comics is like just being insane. I'm like, okay. John Cena. It's John Cena. <laughs> and he he already has an HBO Max show lined up too. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. They're doing a spinoff just for his guy. I'm happy yeah, for John I, Cena. I, I liked it. It's definitely, it definitely is silly, um, but it feels like James Gunn. And honestly, it just, I, that's my biggest problem, I think, with the DCU. It's just it feels like it takes itself so seriously. Yes. And this feels like now it's a show that doesn't take itself super seriously, but it also takes its plots seriously. So I can I can kind of roll with it. Like, the story is taken seriously by the characters, but the characters don't take themselves so seriously in, like, their situations. So I, I guess a it's minute. the modification
2: so, of it. So let me ask you something. James Gunn didn't direct the first one, did he? No. No. Okay. That was David Ayer. Okay, so so I see it when you said the modification of it I like it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the when you said it that, that that's what clicks exactly right what there. Is. Yeah. And he, yeah. he took a, you know, a, 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 a let's say a third tier comic book team and made yep. them into mm. a major motion picture yeah. franchise. And they were, I mean they yep. were third tier I read them, but I'm like, you know, it was not like no, Avengers no, or X anything like that. Exactly. Yeah.
0: That's exactly the, I mean, it was Iron Man all over again. You
2: know, <laughs> a character yep. people
0: knew. But nobody was like super excited for. Him. Yep. And then it's like now nah, he's the focus of an entire universe. Everyone's excited for him. Everyone who didn't know him is like, yo, it's Iron Man. It's like, he's right. the guy you respect. You know. Did you Did you hear how they picked
1: Iron Man to be the first MCU movie? I did. I know it. Oh, but do you know Markman? I don't know. Go ahead, Jimmy. Okay, so basically they took a bunch of kids and they put them in a, like a to do a uh, testing, and they put like put pictures of the different Marvel characters of the Hulk. Captain America, Iron Man, so forth, and they said, "Which one of these kids? Which one of these uh, characters would you rather be made? Would you want be made into a toy?" And they picked Iron Man because he looked like he would have the most like cool uh-uh. things with the lasers and stuff. So they decided to make a movie about that to sell toys. And the toys didn't actually sell that well, but Iron Man did so well in the box office. That it was just
2: like, okay, so like, let's make more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that that makes sense, and I mean I, you know I'd heard it was also because Iron Man was the most physically rooted of them like oh we can actually see this yeah. happen in the real world somebody building a suit of armor and mm-hmm. you know technology they could you know they could, people could actually relate to that people can understand it yeah now we way past that now you okay. know but
0: it it's was, like it all was right we, place got you, we got you uh, lined up you understand how this works okay we're gonna go real crazy now like yeah you know, immortal beings that came about when the earth started eternals that's coming up
2: yes and if they make Eternals work, I'm like, hey, cuz Eternals, you know, I i been a comic kid, you know. I didn't read the, you know, the original Jack Kirby version, but I have read, you know, different yeah. versions of it, you know. And I'm like, if they make this work, accessible to the masses, they got a hit, yeah. you know. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> if they can make Eternals work, nothing they try should be hard after this. Except no. for
2: except for in humans, except for in humans. <laughs> <laughs> That
1: wasn't <laughs> exactly them, if you think about it. So You're right. It was that's... a t-
2: TV studio, a- a- ABC yeah. t- that wasn't TV wasn't Kevin Studios. Feige. <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh, my boy. He was actually a fairly decent comic writer. Um, um I can't think what his Jeff name Loeb. is. Yep, Jeff Lowe, because he wrote um, yeah. The Long Halloween. You know, he wrote Daredevil for a while. He, I mean, he was a, a fairly decent comic writer. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think he's still a pretty decent comic writer, but he shifted to TV, and I think everyone around him just kind of like I don't understand the plot. The plot with that whole thing, with the Inhumans—they were planning it for a movie, and then it got shifted, and they put out like the Inhumans is X Men, but it's <sighs> like instead it. of being born with powers, you just you live in a tyr- society where you go through the terrigen mist and you get powers. Like
2: it's not a hard idea at all to right. figure out, but they just but you know what it. I, I hate how basically they they you know they they just sat all over x-men during this whole yeah. period because basically you know they basically shut down x-men books and fantastic four comics for oh, like did. a period of it was like at least they two did. years yeah. and they pushed all this you know um inhumans books on us and charles Soule was writing he's a good writer but i'm like just give me x-men and fantastic four don't give me this exactly. new human thing i don't want this I mean, it's, it's, no. you know and, and i think the last thing i read was that you know um uh, uh, X Men versus Avengers, or you no, know, it was a. Uh, a versus X-, X. No, no, the one where mm-hmm. the Terrigen Mist was killing mutants, and that was it was X Men versus, uh, yeah. X-Men versus, versus humans? The humans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it was resolved, but I don't know how it was resolved in the end. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so Cyclops died, but he didn't really die, or he died yeah. earlier on, but Emma Frost pretended he, he was alive doing all this stuff. Yep. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, you
0: know, unfortunately, I think it was. You know them focusing on the humans and trying to make a thing so they'd be you know bigger in the Marvel Universe books and then bigger in the show, and them also having a negotiating tactic with Fox saying we're gonna fuck X Men, we're gonna fuck Fantastic Four, they we're literally give did you nothing it. to work with, and that's it. We're just gonna give you nothing to work with for a couple of years. Like you want ideas, you're not getting nothing from us. They don't exist.
1: Well, the problem is one X Men has too much of a vast history that I was gonna that was never going to be a thing. They could just oh, wow. dive back into, like, a bunch of its stuff. And two, mm-hmm. it was making the humans work. It was kind of trying to make Fetch happen. It just wasn't... Like, <laughs> it wasn't,
2: <laughs> it wasn't no, just... Make it happen. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you could make Guardians of the Galaxy work, you could make Inhumans work. It, yeah. Not in the scale in which they were trying to do it. They were trying to treat yeah. Inhumans
1: like they were treating X-Men, and that was never going to be the case. True,
2: true, true. You had to build up to that. Yes,
1: yeah. you have yeah. to build up.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Well, I think the movie guys realized that, but... We, we we diverged heavily from Suicide Squad. I it's, like the trailer. Yes. <laughs> okay. Quite a bit. It seemed fun. We got a lot of good characters. We have a lot of good actors from well, I'm gonna start with Pete Davidson. Sorry, yeah. Pete. I know, you know, maybe the people don't consider you a good actor, but Pete Davidson, uh yeah. Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena. Um, just yeah. It's a it's a fully stacked movie in terms of actors and Viola were, Davis. Viola Davis, of course. Yep. Who
2: is the I mean, best
0: it, Amanda Waller I've seen ooh, so
1: far? Yeah,
2: really? Yeah. I saying, yeah. I mean, she. she I mean, she's, animated Waller is. was pretty good. But yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Animated Waller you, was pretty good.
2: Yeah. No, yeah, animated yeah. Waller was pretty good. That was CCH Pounder who played, uh, you know, on, on mm-hmm. just League limited when she pumped Bruce Wayne and said, "Come on, rich boy, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. I know who you yeah. are." That's <laughs> <I> what <swear laughs> I was feeling. That I was definitely mm-hmm. feeling that scene. But now
0: Viola is a, a solid, real, real Amanda Waller. So yes. I think that's good. But I mean, this movie's coming out on HBO Max um, and theaters. I forget the exact date again. Unfortunately, it's now slipped my brain. Uh, <laughs> it's obviously this year. Uh, but yeah. it, it just looks like it's a lot more fun and solid. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people already now starting. The, they want the date, the AR cut, like the Snyder cut. The studio is <laughs> <where Yeah. laughs> not happening.
1: There is no AR cut. Oh, and yeah. the movie's coming out August 6th. So, I'll pretty quick. So. Okay, summertime.
2: Yeah,
0: but still, far far enough away. Maybe you'll see it in theaters. We'll see.
2: Probably All not. Right. I don't want to see yeah. on the comfy of my own couch.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: we may we may have another, with the 2023 for, you know, but these variants coming now. It's okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. We will see. So, right. I feel like, should we switch TV and movies?
1: Yeah, just do that real quick.
0: Okay, so TV, uh, like I said, Superstore had its finale. It is a show on NBC. It has been on for six years. It' uh, never quite clear if it suffered from pandemic and they just decided to cancel it, or if it was the fact that America Ferrera. It sounded like she, she seems like she wanted to leave. She um, she left.
2: She left. <laughs> she yeah. did she was leave. Not
0: a reason for why she wanted to leave, but yeah, she left. Um, needless to say, she came back for. The last two and a half episodes, because she had a kind of a stinger uh, appearance in, like, the third to last one. Uh, Basically, the store is closing. The parent company that owns them has decided to close all the stores and basically turn them into Amazon fulfillment centers. Wow. just keep a few of them open. Okay. So they find out, and they're trying to save the store in the penultimate episode and prove that the store is the perfect one. They want to keep it open. Uh, That goes terribly wrong when a bag full of eight eight sets of feet is found in the store. Wow. It's a running gag that people keep finding severed feet in the store and no one has a clue why and where these feet keep coming from. And then, like, when they're trying to make the store the perfect store for the the day in this, like, head person's visit, they find a bag full of eight feet in the store. And then one of the, the characters on the show who works in the warehouse happens to stumble across it after many of the other characters have hidden this bag of feet. Because they don't want to move it off the floor where it is because they would be contaminating and messing with the crime scene. So they just basically stack up a bunch of, like, LaCroix boxes around it, really high, on the floor. And somehow this guy who works in the warehouse comes up and he's like, well, these boxes don't belong here. And he starts moving them. And
3: mm-hmm. then next
0: you hear him screaming, there are feet here, feet! <laughs> Which customer's here. And then it becomes a scene and the police show up. And needless to say, we find out the store isn't going to be saved anyways. That way it's going to turn to recruitment a uh, fulfillment center and then the last episode is just kind of tying up loose ends you see certain characters get together and the main character is played by america ferrara and unfortunately the guy whose name i don't remember his real name but he plays the character yeah. noah who's the, the lead. yeah uh they get together kind of at the end and finally kind of resolve their will they won't they yeah are gonna get married and she kind of she left <laughs> i remember that, that yeah she left <laughs> Yeah, she left it. In fact, so you're a watcher of this too.
2: I, you know the, the girl I was dating. She, I mean, I like Superstore. Let me just be clear because mm-hmm. to me it falls in that category of stuff like community, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Where you just have a bunch of characters. You know, I call them real life Simpson and Futurama shows. It's a different bunch yep. of different characters who just yep. interact. And as soon as I, I saw this is Walmart. And I, you know, I, yeah. I've, I've been a ship shopper. So I've worked in, you know, I've go to stores like Target all the time. Superstore mm-hmm. cares. It really represents what you see in these stores. You know, people like asking mm-hmm. dumb questions. People looking for stuff, <laughs> the employees doing just enough work to appear to be competent. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh-huh. So don't don't bother me. I'm competent. I don't want to get fired. Right. But I don't want to do a lot of work either. I don't want to do a lot of work. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
2: I mean, I enjoyed
0: the show. It was, uh, you know, it was a bit of a turn off your brain to kind of just sit down and watch for half an hour kind of a show. Yep. But you know, it, it got six seasons. It was solid. The characters were likable. They all had growth. They all had their. Their personal arcs that they kind of fulfilled the main characters um so it's a lot of fun and, you know you get to actually get a happy ending out of the show even though you yeah. watch basically them dealing with the fact that yeah it is closing down and only a few of us will get to work here but everyone goes on it seems to do something else that fulfills them and is happy uh so yeah it's got a nice little happy tidy happy ending so you know good job for that i can't complain decent yeah. show
1: All right. Uh, Next is Justice League Snyder cut. Snyder cut. I'm going to be the first one to say I didn't watch all of this, so um, I'm going to (laughs) also set out this conversation because I also didn't watch Superstore. So
0: did you you watch the theatrical? No, I did. I just so there you go. You can you can comment on things if they they come in. So Uh, I I mean, the Snyder cut was four hours, so obviously we can't uh, break it down into depth. But Mark Markelan, as someone who saw both. What's your
2: your, your verdict on comparing the two together? Like like I said, Andrew, I think when we were doing the pre conversation, <laughs> I've seen both, and as like I said, I like the theatrical cut, you know. It and I'll right. be on record. People are like, "Well, you like it." I'm like, "Look, man, it's not it's not Avengers: <laughs> Infinity War in game. Let's be clear on that."
3: But I liked mm-hmm. it. I enjoyed it. I said
2: for that year, of movies, you know, and I was like, "It was the best superhero movie I saw that year." And I go see all the superhero movies. And when I first heard about the Snyder Cut and Ray Fisher was mad and Josh Whedon, I'm like, man. Brother, don't be like that, man. But once I saw it, I said, "Ray Fisher, you—I owe you an apology. I owe you an apology <laughs> because you were right. Josh Wheaton did you an mm-hmm. injustice on this. You know, his him Ezra Miller. It, it was better. I, you know, and you no, know, I hadn't felt like this since I saw um, Superman Two, the Richard Donner cut. I mean, this is a, a different mm-hmm. movie. This is a different mm-hmm. movie. Okay. I'm like, I'm amazed by that. Mm-hmm.
0: So, is there anything that stands out to you besides maybe even cyborg um, that this movie delivered on than the theatrical
2: cut? You know, um, of course, you know you get to see you actually get to see Darkseid, you know, and I, yeah. I'll call him in a Darkseid, 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 you know, however you want to call Darkside, mm-hmm. and you know, you get to actually get to see him, um, and yeah. you know, I, I, I think I like the way they had Steppenwolf done, you know, and um, yeah, I think I, I think I you had to say it like that. I, and I think the the battle you to see with the, you know, with the Green Lantern and, you know, you clearly know that's Ares and Zeus because I thought it was like, mm-hmm. that's Shazam in the battle? I said, no, this is Ares and Zeus in this battle. I was okay, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Although like it could have actually been like a previous Shazam too. You're right. Because I mean, they've done that. So it, it could have actually been. I thought I saw that myself.
2: Yeah. And I was like, is this Shazam? This, this, is, this is the the Wizard Shazam fighting this battle right here, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, you know, so I mean, the fight scenes would be better. You know, and, and I know the differences in things like, you know, um. You know, some stuff I thought they should have kept, like, Aquaman, you know. Um, his story was a little bit more fleshed. It it's not like everybody's yep. story was a little bit more fleshed out, you know. It was. It was. And, and I mean, I, I mean, I noticed it. And even and I think the biggest thing that's catching is going to tell us something we you later on today is how he was in a resolution with, um, you know, Marth, um, Martha Kent getting Where's her house mean? back. And it was, oh, like, yeah. gotcha. it was like, Bruce Wayne bought the bank. <laughs> he bought the bank and gave her back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> her house back.
1: You
0: know, that wasn't a digital house Yeah. But yeah. no, no. I'm buy the whole bank instead of yeah. buying it. You know. I, but it's okay, just, sure. So
1: this doesn't happen again. You know. I just want to take care of all of this. I own the bank that owns your mortgage, so that yeah. you don't have to worry about house. Exactly.
2: Because okay. I'm a boss yeah. like that. It, it pays to have a friend like me. <laughs> mm-hmm, you know, sure, I got you killed sure. and stuff like that. So it's the least I can do to make up for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's
0: probably that. That's the real reason. Like, I got you killed. I, I think I owe you this much. Did it? Did he? Is there, like, the – is the uh, crossover
1: – the, the – sorry. Did Bruce Wayne and Lois hook up? Not Because there was a rumor that – there was a rumor that that happened in the – Yeah. One at There's it. a
0: rumor that that happens or it was going to happen. But, yeah, in this movie, you don't see any indication that they they knew each other yeah. very well or anything like that. All right. Yeah. There, there were a lot of rumors that came out after this, like, oh, well, you know, the second and third ones – you were going to find out that Bruce Wayne and Lois had hooked up and she was pregnant with his baby. And I was like, all uh, right. Well,
2: well like, stranger uh, things happen to Bruce Wayne because, you know, you know he, he's kind of a dick. If you look at some of the stuff, like uh, I'm thinking about uh, Batman Beyond in, in that comic series, you know, he yeah. basically knocked up Barbara Gordon. yo yeah. like, man, how are you going yeah. knock up Dick girl, man? How are you going to do that? Raw, too. That's the fucked up thing. You mean to tell me you
1: could? You have all these types of gadgets and gizmos and you didn't think, you know, a condom? Look,
0: man, this ain't Adam West Batman. He do <laughs> got everything in his utility belt. This
1: is all it
2: is. You no, know, but, you know, yeah. Bruce Wayne, you know, he has a habit of with the ladies. You know, he's got he the ladies, you know. I, he, he a pimp, man, you know. <laughs> he is.
0: You know, normally with a normal woman, he can bat pull out. But with Barbara Gordon, she's got the same training almost as him, so... You know. <laughs> couldn't
2: could do it. could it do and then, it. Uh, and then we saw it again in the Killing Joke uh, animated series. Like, I was <laughs> mad about this. I was like, "Hey, man, obviously this chick is one the bang this dude, and he just kind of yeah, let it happen." Yeah. You know.
0: You know. Yeah, I don't know. the The DC animated crew has gotten a little horny over the, the years. I feel like a it just keeps horror. happening. You know, the longer we go with these guys, the more horny they start to get. It's uh, it's getting a little, it's getting a little obvious. <laughs> Not sure. That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i've only gotten about an hour through the snyder cut so i did see the big battle uh, that happens in the past with the amazons and the gods and uh dark side and all that stuff uh that was impressive steppenwolf i think is definitely a lot more visually impressive and yes. i feel like the battle he has with the amazons is probably a little longer than it was in the theatrical cut it,
2: it was it was yeah you know and it's it- an impressive battle I mean, I, and I enjoyed that, you know, especially when they're trying to keep the mother box away from, I enjoyed the theatrical cut, but I can, I mean, mm-hmm. I see more detail. Like, the sister that was on, in Krypton, her part yeah. is more pronounced than that, too. I like, yeah, man, I love that sister was in Krypton, you know? I like, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: she's one Dang, of them. Right, you're right, I remember that.
0: But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, the fight scenes I see from the, from the most part, definitely are better. Again, yeah, from what I can see, all the characters definitely get a bigger, um, a fleshing out you know, I mean, you get a lot more detail, definitely the Aquaman stuff uh, that happens early enough in the first hour. You see a lot more of him. You get a little bit more. Um, I guess it just kind of comes down to the fact that I feel like I could be more enthusiastic for the Snyder universe if they had just kind of been patient. And it's just the fact that they they put so much into this Justice League movie that like a lot of this would have fit into an hour and a half, two hour, like standalone movie for each of these characters you could have covered all this, given them the origin, had a great fun story, and then like cut all this stuff out and just had an awesome movie with like these big parts that he had right. showing the you know the, the history of the mother boxes and all the other stuff, and it was just kind of like it's it's overstuffed. Like you know, no matter I mean, how I much I, people love this,
2: yeah, I mean, I it's, agree. it's overstuffed. I mean, and they could use the Marvel model now, because you know I I actually have a subscription I still have it surprisingly to DC mm-hmm. Universe now it's DC Infinite mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't even know what I'm paying for now I'm just a combo. <laughs> I mean but I I, I subscribe to to watch Titans and I'm like man because when yeah. Titans came out the Titans was a sleeper hit of the year yeah. Doom Patrol came out you know Swamp Thing came out you know Star Girl was the last new thing I saw and that was good I'm like mm-hmm. they could have used the DC the Disney Plus model of like okay we got these movies but we're gonna do take these characters in these movies and basically yeah. do Ten hour, you know, 10 one hour episodes, which is the equivalent of a movie. Yeah. But you know, DC or AT and T, whoever owns. I don't know what's yeah. going on over there now.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah, it just seems like with the movies, they've always been really
2: impatient. Like the TV shows, they 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 go, but the movies, they just. Or even animated movies. I mean, you know, like Justice yeah. League, Dark, um, the War, yeah, Apocalypse War. that War. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that was brilliant. I mean, you know, I I was like. My girl was like, "What do you got me watching?" Shit, they, they really didn't get like this, and it ends with a flash. Like they were like, you, "You just need to go back in time and change this, bro. You just need to go back in time and change. This ain't no world yeah. we want to live
0: in." Yeah, and spoiler that, that that happens in the Snyder Cut. He goes back in time to fix something yep. in the battle. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Snyder Cut. It's out. It's there. It's on HBO Max. If you loved it, go ahead and watch because uh, that's. You got four hours to kill, I guess. You got four Look, let kill. me ask this,
2: because now now I see, you know, because even you know, the Snyder cut to me, we say this. They were like the Game of Thrones season eight. Last season of game, of, I'm like, we need to redo I like nobody's gonna reframe a whole season of Game of Thrones for y'all. No. The Snyder Cut mm-hmm. people were like that to me. I'm like, come on, y'all. But I like, you know what? Y'all mm-hmm. are actually right. Now they to turn it into like restore the Snyder verse. Like, okay, <sighs> here we go.
3: Here we go with this DC doesn't want to do it.
2: Yeah, they got a little too much now. Yeah, but but these like I said, I don't even know like DC is, I don't know what they're doing right now. Like I said, when they cancel Swamp Thing on DC Universe, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This is a good show. This doesn't make any sense. Why y'all doing this? Yeah. You know, know. what I are they doing?
0: <laughs> wow. That might be our final word on the Snyderverse, unless I get annoyed by the Twitter handle going crazy mm-hmm. in the next few months to come. <laughs> so I Who think knows? we got to move to comic books now.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh Marklin, do you have a comic that you want to talk about that you think was like, yeah, I got to
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'll I'll go again just to talk about it. I'm going to talk about um, Black Panther 24. You know, uh, Tanahashi Coates, I guess, penultimate issue. You know, basically, you know, if you're black and you like black comic book characters, this is the book for you. (laughs) Because I saw people talking about, you know, you got to see both Patriots you get to see Luke Cage. I mean, you get to see basically every black character. I think the only black character I hadn't seen maybe is Tri- Tri- Triathlon from Kurt Busiek's run on Avengers. He's the only one I could think I hadn't seen. I saw somebody complain about not seeing Prodigy from X. You know, from um, from uh, when, uh Generation you know, the New Mutants that that New Mutants version two. But I think mm-hmm. no, not Prodigy. Prodigy is in here. Um, Sync, because Sync is in the story in X Men. They couldn't use it, Sync.
3: Yeah, he's <laughs> you know, in a he vault just, right now. Yeah.
2: I mean, but this is, I mean, I'm looking at this page right now. I mean, you got like um, Misty Knight, uh, James, you know, War Machine, um, Eli Bradley, Patriot, Miles Morales, Photon, Storm, um, Riri Williams, Ironheart, Falcon. I mean, this is the book where you're going to see Cloak is in here. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Oof. You know, Prodigy is in here. A while. You know, I mean, this is the book we going to see. You know, what's his name? Um, the uh, Wakanda mutant, they had the uh, vibranium kind of stuff on him. I can think what his name is right now. Gentle, Gentle. yep, Gentle. he's in here. Nick Black, Black Nick Fury's in here. I mean, everybody's in here. Wow, AKA Nick Fury Jr.
0: Yep, this is the newest Black
2: Panther. Yeah, Black Panther number twenty four. <laughs> I missed out on it this week. I gotta go find it. You need to go find it, man. I mean, because you know, I think next issue is the end of it. And this is the whole. Con, you know, conclusion to uh, to, uh, to Natasha's Um, you know, the intergalactic empire on in Wakanda. You know, and I was like, this should be the Black Panther. You know, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. This should have been Black Panther, the next movie. We are going into space. We going that into space.
3: Good,
2: it would have worked. They have got mm-hmm. two movies out of that. We are going into space. <laughs> I
1: think that probably would have did better as a third movie. Yeah. You need to keep it, keep the plan, keep the problems on Earth for just one more movie, and then take it to like, no, we are way beyond.
2: Yeah.
0: But you know what? Here's the thing, Marvel is very good at taking their own storylines and adapting them to film. Exactly. I mean, how did this story start? The story started with everybody in Wakanda thinking that Black Panther had gone missing in space, and it mm-hmm. vanished. You want to write them out? You do something like that, and you still mm. stand true to the books. It could happen. Mm.
2: It should. True. It, it should happen. We'll I mean, I, I, every time I read, I said, "Man, this is this is," and like his first story arc, you know, about you know the whole unpolitical unrest in Wakanda. I get that. I'm like, eh, I get what you're trying to tell us about the content of Africa and imperialism and colonialism and all this kind of stuff. But when we got to, you know, when we went to the intergalactic empire of Wakanda, I said, "Okay, I'm hooked on this now. I, I, I'm liking this." And then you brought Killmonger back and put him with the symbiote and brought the gods in and you know the gods of Wakanda. I'm like, all right, this is an epic fantasy comic book superhero mashup now. I'm loving it. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs>
2: Sounds good.
0: Alright. So Black Panther's on sale now. What's next, Sam? Oh,
1: uh, okay. Just real quick. You know me. I love the Xbox, So I'm just going to run through the Xbox that came out in the last two weeks that I loved. Which were pretty much all of them. Uh, Cable Issue 9 was good. It was, it was basically one of those episodes where you just see how many people Cable actually knows. And <laughs> So you saw him talk to Wolverine. You saw him talk to Hope. You saw him talk to uh, his sister, Rachel. You saw him just literally just jumping all over the place trying to find these missing babies. And, um, you know, he he ended up landing on... They need to revive Cable. Old Man Cable. So that's going to be kind of interesting. Because, like, you got Old Cable and Young Cable, and that's against a whole bunch of protocols. But this is the only solution they're thinking of. So we'll get to see what happens with that. Xbox issue 18... It's still following the Quinton storyline where he basically becoming a better version of himself. While also finding out that Quentin's, uh apparently Xenon, has cloned Quentin mm-hmm. and has used him to psychically assault various different members of X-Men and uh, X-Force and all the other X's, X-Teams. So they have to look for that. So that's going to be kind of creepy. Um, Exc- Excalibur number 19. We finally got Psylocke and uh, Betsy. Betsy, Betsy to talk yeah. To basically talk about what's been going on in regards to Betsy totally stealing Silek's body for all these years. (laughs) And, you know, it didn't get resolved the way I thought it would. But Betsy's back. She's alive now. The real Betsy, not the fake Betsy that was doing stuff. And so, you know, let's see how that goes with the, the rest of the Britannic corpse and, you know, Avalon and all that other crap.
2: Which and... we
0: also now know was malice. Malice was running around as fake. Books yes,
2: it was malice. I saw. I read that. I'm like, okay, yeah. it's malice. <laughs> and, and she's just like like an old a school lot. character. Yep.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I love the fact that they're digging up a lot of people. That's it's really interesting. And I love the fact that Rogue was the one that realized, like, that, oh, that's malice. I knew something was yeah. up. Yeah. And last yeah. but not least, X Factor number nine. Uh, they just dealt with a god of death in Morgana and. Uh, morgan or something like that yeah yeah yes but uh that that was cool it's they figured out a way with the whole the resurrection protocols to make it so that death is not that big of a deal but also kind of a big deal because they're playing up the gaps in memory mm-hmm. like both when like x-force and x-factor they like when you die it's you remember whatever is up to your last upload so dakin doesn't remember the tender moment he had with aurora Quentin doesn't remember all these like little dates he had with uh Phoebe. So like it's yep. like that would be the consequence of dying, you being, you know, and not being on a special team so you can get pushed up the top of the queue. So <laughs> yeah. also, small aside, the little panel where they were explaining in uh X-Force what Quentin he's actually making special requests on each body that's revived. Yep. And so he changed so he wanted his color, the color of his hair to come out a certain way to have facial hair removed and from what they're implying, basically didn't chase the size of his penis. Yep, I saw so, that. <laughs> it's very interesting what you can do when you... I mean, look,
0: a... if you're going to remake me, make me better, man. <laughs>
1: uh, hey, hey.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? Just... And,
1: and, <laughs> we
2: didn't say I... that we... <laughs> <laughs> and Sam, I, I like um, everything you... Let me ask you, of the X books you picked that you read, because I read them all too, what do you think was the best one? Because, I mean, the whole House of X line is great right now, but what do you think was the best? I probably
1: X-Force. I agree X-Factor with you. Just, just under it. And and because it's it's interesting what they're doing because the X-Force is not just a black ops team. It's the CIA. Yep. And the fact that they're given such across the board carte blanche and allowing it to do all this stuff is kind of interesting because, you know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. But like, it's just interesting what they're doing. Like, you know, just taking people off the board, changing whole things, spying on other nations. I just I just love this stuff. But X Factor is great. Uh, The everyone should check that out. It's it's a very interesting story and it's cool because you know just that's a great way to like you know you're reviving people and you need to make sure that they're alive or dead. So you have the team go investigate. That's that makes sense. It does.
2: It's it's really good. It does. I mean, and I'm I'm surprised by how good X Factor is because you know I I I can't think of anything I really read by Leah Williams, but I mean I enjoy it, and I mean in. I like the cast of characters. I mean, you got, you know, Northstar and Aurora. I'm like, man, you ain't seen them together since Alpha Flight. For real, for real. (laughs) Like, but they they together. You got Wolverine's crazy-ass son, Dakin, in there. You got Eyeball Boy in there. And, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this dude, what is his power? Because I'm like, he's seeing all this stuff. He says something's wrong. You know, you got Rachel Phoenix in there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, it's a very interesting book but i i i rock with you because i think the first book i got hooked on was that x-force and and, and i like how you said power corrupt because i feel that it happened to the beast i feel oh, that yeah. happened to the beast and he's causing problems with that tele telephonic storyline earlier mm-hmm. and i'm like you caused this problem you realize yeah. it, right mm-hmm. <laughs> you got mutant monster plants who want to take over the world you basically caused it by interfering with these people. <laughs> I
1: will say this: Do not be surprised if Beast ends up being part of the Quiet Council.
3: Mm. They that,
1: might end up because there's two seats available. Right. Don't be surprised if he ends up on that on that council. I wouldn't be surprised
2: because I said who left? Jean Grey left, and who else left? Apocalypse. Apocalypse left. That's Apocalypse. Went in the left whole sort of X thing. Yeah, but but what happened with um, Beast and his? It, it was like you got to They had to do something special with him about his resurrection. Then they said, you know, because he knew too much, or like. Oh yeah, no, so like, he was injured, he had a stroke, and so
1: because he had a stroke, he uh, he actually be killed, because the agreement was, anyone who's injured is like corrupt data, they have too much information, and it's better to just kill them and start over, than to, to actually yeah. let that stuff get under, because if he gets cap- captured, and just have his mind controlled, they have all the secrets of Kokoa. The X-Force has to know all the weaknesses of Kokoa to defend them, so they need to get rid of him immediately,
0: and just resurrect him.
1: Yeah, yeah, basically, his
0: body is a liability too. So that's that's what it yeah. really was.
2: Yeah, but, I feel like you know, they can't to just the,
0: leave it sitting around.
2: I feel like they're going to dark beast territory. I, I feel like we be dangerously really close to dark beast territory, yep. and we kind of saw it when you know when he was on that search for the to Restore the X gene. But I like now, yes. like, oh, you don't gave him. F-. And we saw it again when he went. Didn't, didn't he? Wasn't he the one that went back in time? Yep. Yeah, he's the
1: one who went brought back in time Edson and brought back. the original five. He's the one yeah. who jumped ship to the Inhumans, and he was on their team. You're right. And like. He, yeah he's very much like he's very much the ends justify the means whoever he thinks is the side of good he will do whatever it takes to get there and we and without that's what i like about this x-force we've seen this happening with bees for a while it wasn't like we just like this right. is just a heel turn for him no yeah. we've seen but become more corrupt
0: i'm just waiting for them to bring dark beast back mm.
2: was dark beast I mean, allowed on kokoa <laughs> is he even allowed on i mean Kakoa? every
0: mutant was allowed there technically even well, Sabretooth is technically there, even though they and, have him in a cell, basically yeah, they, deep in the ground. Yeah,
2: but
1: I think he counts as, like as a, like a duplicate or a clone, technically, yeah, but he's because an, he's, he's an alternate reality.
0: So technically, he's yeah.
1: You know, yeah, no different play, than
0: Rachel, honestly. Yeah, but
1: they play for, like Rachel doesn't have another person in the world that's just like them. Just getting yes. like it's you, see, like I think it's because he is Beast and Dark Beast. Literally, the reason why they call him Dark Beast is just because his name is Beast. He's just. Evil version of beast the age of apocalypse. So think, beast. yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think he might count because he's, you know, he's still an actual person who exists there.
2: He's just and, from a different reality. And I think I saw that in that the issue of Cable. They were talking about the whole rule about duplicates and stuff like that because they were talking about strife and all that kind of stuff and, and bringing yeah. the old man Cable back. And I, I, I just, literally just figured out that Cable is dating the Cuckoo sister, and so is Quentin. Qua- it literally just clicked on yes. me when I read it this week. Wait a minute. <laughs>
1: They're like yeah. their own; they're their own people, so yeah, they can have a relationship, whatever. So, yeah. M M Esma is dating Quentin, and Phoebe is dating. I uh, think actually, Cable's dating a-, a lot of like dating three of those tw- sisters. So, yeah, so he was with of them actually. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah, he was in a relationship with three of them.
1: Yeah, round round get around. <laughs> I get it, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: but hey, he has, yo, like, he's I do the they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna bring uh, Cable back, old man Cable, uh, like resurrection. I think they're just gonna go to the future and grab him from somewhere because well, we keep dead, seeing that but... side story of no, old that's man true. cable in the future doing something. So I think yeah. they're just going to grab him and that doesn't break protocol. It's just me from the future coming back in time. And that's Cable's whole gimmick. Like, a time travel yeah. man. You know. That's old man Cable I... is dead in the present because young man Cable came back and killed him. You know. Now he's just going to go back and grab a different old man version from a different time period.
2: Yeah. And, true. True. And I also want to touch on Excalibur. I mean, because, you know, Excalibur has been kind of hit or miss for me. I mean, I, I like, I, there's a teeny higher writing it. I mean, I'll, I'll read it, but I'm like, huh. but this issue got kind of like, okay, we finally got this Betsy thing resolved. And I'm like, this, this has been dragging on and on and on and yes. on and on. And, you know, you know, it was it Betsy, Silo, or was it uh, Quan, mm-hmm. Ravak? I'm like, yeah. This, is, this is going back to some old Chris Claremont stuff. And I remember what Chris yeah. Claremont did is I'm just going to bring her back as an Asian now. Yep. <laughs> like, okay. Which is what yeah. he did. But everybody yeah, loved it. Did. Everybody loved and it, though. it
0: lasted for 25, 30 years. Probably. It did. And they're like, wait a yeah. minute.
2: This actually is a whole different person. She just kind of coughed her body, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Well,
0: I'd say uh, X-Factor is probably my favorite. I didn't think it would be, but it kind of is. The cast, the characters, what they deal with. I'm actually probably digging it the most. I do like all of them, but I think X Factor might be my favorite.
2: So. Wait, let me ask you, Andrew, is, is is it your favorite over X Men? Because to me, X Men when when it comes out, I feel like that's what they said at the end of the month. That's like that's like all right, you read all these books. Now <laughs> it's time for us to hit you with the hammer right now. Yeah, sometimes
0: sometimes X Men I think wins, but sometimes sometimes the story is like okay, like it's a good story, but like it's what I expect. Like it didn't go above and beyond. Like I liked the the whole story with them. Um, you know in the worlds like with yeah, sink and you know uh, laura wolverine and and mimic it's a great right. story but it's what i expect from those characters like i didn't get a ton that i felt like oh this is like new i was like nah that's what i expected x factor is kind of quirky
2: so i get a little it bit is. like a different view of the mutant world with them so
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it, and i, and I huh. like it this last x factor with charles and was like we need to talk about someone so the North Star like no <laughs> We're not, I'm, no <laughs> i'm nope.
0: just not going to do this nope <laughs> that's not what we do with you man so yeah, no. yeah, we'll see. I kind of dig it. I kind of hope they get some more Generation X stuff. I've been—I mean, was selling Sam. I want—I want skin, man. We're skin back? Thank oh you man,
2: you know, you know what? Another character that showed up in one of these books was—it must have been Cable. Was uh, um, mm-hmm. was a demon from Inferno? I can't use his name—Nostrad or something like that. I said, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I said, this dude says Inferno. He's still around. It, it didn't I know. Even, they didn't even mentioned the I babies. And the babies showed up in some store, new mutant store mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. They were like teenagers yep. then. They got messed up from being in in in, in um in hell. Yeah, <laughs> in hell. I mean, they basically were messed up from being in hell. I was like, "Well, that's what happened Take babies in hell." You know, what did you say? <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, all right. So we got any more books? Or is that all of them? Nah,
1: I think that's it, it for it. this week.
0: All right. Yeah. Cool. So then I guess we can move on to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Da, 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 da. Uh, so we got two episodes. Um, I guess brief summation. Uh, this takes place six months after all life has returned from the blip. Sam now works with the U.S. Air Force in T- Tanzania. He's uh, basically helping to stop a terrorist group led by Batrock, who hijacked a plane and taken an Air Force uh, officer hostage with his new first lieutenant uh, support from Joaquin Torres. He's also been given the, cap- the mantle of Captain America by Steve Rogers, but he struggles with his idea and decides to give the shield because it's an artifact and it belongs in a museum. Uh, Bucky Barnes, who was recently pardoned, attends government mandated therapy. Bucky is basically dealing with all the bad things he did over the decades as the Winter Soldier. Uh, we see him basically friends with an older Japanese man. We later find out in that episode. Uh, he's friends with that older Japanese man because he's been trying to find a way to tell him that he killed his son many years ago. Uh, Seems like in like, a place like Russia or something like that he found him. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's not going well for Bucky. Uh, needless to say Torres uh, Falcon's partner is injured in an encounter with a superhuman group named the Flag Smashers in Switzerland and Falcon basically goes to help him uh, after you know spending some time with his family. but in the meantime the government announces a new Captain America has been crowned and it's now John Walker who you know fans might know as the US agent. Yes. So, first episode impressions.
2: Better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, you know, yep. I, I, I I, didn't, you know, I was like, oh, this is going to be action buddy comics. It's Lethal Weapon. That's what I thought. It's going to mm-hmm. be Lethal Weapon. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but then I saw, you know, Malcolm Spellman is like the showrunner for it, and I think he's done some kind of heavier stuff, and I'm like, okay. Like you said earlier, Andrew, this is going to be like, this, this is going to show how racism affects America, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yep. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right, we in. I mean, and, and just... The Twitterverse was like, man, black exceptionally doesn't matter, Falcon. You're not going to get this loan. It doesn't matter yeah. that you a superhero, that you saved the world, and stuff. They were like, yep. but how are you paying your bills, though? Mm-hmm. And the brother had yeah. income. He's like, I got an income.
0: I so, work for the U.S. government. <laughs> exactly. Like, as you said, I didn't touch on it. But yeah, at one point, Falcon is with his family. He's trying to help his sister out. They're trying to save their, their family's house and their family's fishing boat. And he goes with her to the bank. And it's like, I'm going to help you get this loan and they're at the bank and it's a bank apparently their family has gone to for generations the bank knows them the banker knows that oh hey you are the falcon that's the superhero you're an avenger and he's like yeah so uh, about this loan and they're like mm, you were gone for you know a couple years in the blip that was a bit of a discrepancy on your record and you know your sister she's not making a lot of money so mm, we're not going to be able to give you this loan but hey selfie with you that'd be awesome yeah. So, yeah, you know, even being probably the world's most famous black
2: superhero behind War Machine, uh, he still can't get alone. No. Nope. And and I found it telling. He said, man, well, you know, I know you're from, did you play for LSU? I like, oh, here we go, because I'm, I'm <laughs> in Alabama. So I know certain football Must've players get known, you know, Bo Jackson, you know, they're like, oh, well, I uh-huh. know you, you you played football, you know. Yep. You know, being a superhero nope. better than being a football player, but still don't get you alone,
0: man. Nope. Don't get you alone, man. Yeah, so that happens. We get the new Captain America by the end. And in episode two, uh, we see him debut to the world on Good Morning America and reveal his desire to take up Roger's mantle. Meanwhile, Wilson and Barnes struggle to work together as Barnes expresses disapproval in Wilson's decision to surrender uh, Captain America's shield. They travel to Munich to find the Flag Smashers smuggling medicine. Wilson identifies a possible hostage who turns out to be the group's leader. The Flag Smashers are enhanced with Super so- soldier serum. And they quickly overpower Barnes and Wilson until uh, the new Captain America and his partner, Lamar Hoskins, the Battlestar, come to their their aid along with the flag smashers to escape. Uh, Walker requests Barnes and Wilson join him in aiding the Global Repatriation Council to quash the the beef between these guys, but they refuse. Traveling to Baltimore, Barnes introduces Wilson, in a surprise to me at least in the second episode, to Isaiah Bradley, a veteran Mm -hmm. super soldier who fought Barnes in the Korean War. Isaiah Bradley... Uh, refuses to help them uncover information about the additional super soldiers due to being imprisoned and experimented by the U.S. government and Hydra for 30 years. Uh, I'm going to leave it there so we can talk about the episode, actually. This episode basically reveals to, I guess, anyone watching the MCU that, hey, once upon a time, there was pretty much a black Captain America. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it is news to Sam Wilson, the Falcon, so even he has no idea. And apparently neither does Steve, according to Bucky.
1: And he was pissed off about yeah, that. He was so pissed. much so he attracted the attention of the police department and they asked him, asked Bucky if this man was bothering him. No, and they called yeah. like
2: three police cars. I'm
1: like, I got to go yep. call three police cars for this one black man mm-hmm. talking to the one white guy. <laughs> like, yeah. And he wasn't shoving him another, he was literally just having conversation they weren't having yelling they weren't yelling back he was yelling and he was walking he was just like yeah clearly they know each other and it's fine mm-hmm. but you know racism but, but until he realized but, oh, you're the
0: falcon though oh wait I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, one of his partners had to lean in and tell him yo I think this guy's a superhero yo. this might be the falcon <laughs> this is <laughs> your, this guy's an avenger and it's
1: like oh shit and I
0: quickly, sorry Mr. Wilson we didn't,
1: know I didn't recognize you
0: your, didn't realize you were you without your goggles my fault but He, he said exactly <laughs> what he said too <laughs> i like how he threw in the goggles i didn't recognize either of the goggles eh. yeah okay had, had to throw in something you know he can't say i can't say wings because nobody wears wings don't say wings say goggles goggles yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. face Not is covered like look like
0: <laughs> yeah but needless to say bucky uh is then arrested because uh there's a warrant because he missed his uh government mandated therapy so mm-hmm. yeah bucky and uh Wilson end up going to therapy session at the jail because his therapist shows up to get him, And she basically says like, uh, you two are going to have to work together. The government says so. So we're both going to go into therapy right now, which leads to that funny staring contest moment in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they eventually leave only to find uh, John Walker and Battlestar waiting for them outside. Cause apparently they pulled the strings to have them all work together. Uh, and they basically tell Walker and his partner, to, you know, go pound sand. We're not working with you. And the two of them basically come to the decision that they're going to need more information and the only way they're going to get it is to go talk to Helmut Zemo, who might have more information on things that relate to these guys.
2: Yep. So I'll say say this much. What I love about this is this is a Captain America story without Steve Rogers beating him because you got... Yeah. flag smasher you got john mm-hmm. walker you got battle star <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. you got zemo in there these are all captain america steve this rogers is people but steve Rogers not in the story though <laughs> but it's all elements of st- stuff that he <laughs> interacted with in the comic book
0: mm-hmm. and you got isaiah bradley not being brought in along with what well, who's more than likely his grandson who opened the door yep. when they were yep. knocking patriots patriot, patriot. yeah So, I mean, they're definitely building up the young Avengers very quietly in the background Mm because at this point, we know at least four or five of them have pretty much already been announced and are coming with uh, stature. Ant-Man's daughter all grown up with the twins from Wandaverse. WandaVision, uh, you know, already now in existence uh, with Isaiah Bradley's son, Patriot, a grandson Patriot now being introduced and Kate, Kate Kate Bishop coming
2: in the new Hawkeye series. So you got the five. You got I mean, the, the five. Are you missing it? I mean, for the original version, Iron you had yeah, I, yeah, Iron Lad, who was with Kang the Conqueror, <laughs> and yeah, and that's um, coming. Yeah, and um, who else? I guess Vision, really. Vision, Vision, it was like Vision Young Vision, it was Young Vision. Yeah, and then I guess in the other interesting you like, yeah, America uh, Chavez, America Chavez, and
0: yeah, and right.
2: Marvel Boy, she's and she's coming
0: in Doctor Strange too.
2: Well, you you're right.
0: They basically have built the team out on the level. <laughs> they built it. They, you know, a couple more. I you know, series and movies and Young Avengers can pop up.
1: I think they're going to combine a lot of the cast from the Champions and the Young Avengers. So I wouldn't mm. be surprised if we see Miles and uh, Kamala Khan on that team too. And I've heard Riri Williams, or Ironheart, is going to show up in something. You
2: know, yeah, they've already she, cast.
1: They a series. She's her She's going to have her own. Okay. Show she's going to have her own, sh- gonna her own show. Up. But and almost certainly, she's going to be in Armor Wars. Right, which yeah. is going to be starring uh, the, a roadie Don yep.
0: Cheadle. Yeah, yeah, she'll more than likely be in Armor Wars for sure. Um mm-hmm. So I mean, that'll be that'll just be interesting. But I mean, yeah, this you know for what I thought would be kind of a straight action series, you know, a little bit of drama, a little bit of intrigue, like the Winter Soldier. It's good. Uh no, no, we're going to do that. We're also going to talk about uh, you know the the need for therapy, trauma, and racism. Yeah, <laughs> because everyone here has suffered trauma and racism and needs
2: therapy. Therapy's dancer, you know, I, I know. answer. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, somebody's already told me I need to go to therapy. I'm like, hey, okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think something else that I, I caught is that they had Carl Lumbly playing Isaiah Brown. I'm like, man, they got Mantis. They got OG Mantis, Martian Manhunter. I just said that today. I just <laughs> said, I saw a picture of him and I, didn't, I
0: forgot that he was Mantis. And I was like,
2: oh my God, this is the dude who played Mantis. <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: a crazy Mantis old school Martian like series from like the the, the 90s when that was on Fox. Yeah, you know, Fox, before it, yeah. Before it went full show. racism, it was on Fox. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. I gotta go find those episodes of Mantis. I remember that show so much. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. I w- one thing I wanted to bring
1: up from that uh, episode two was the moment that uh, Bucky and Sam had. Where they were where he was basically Bucky was telling him what the issue he had with Sam, which is basically mm-hmm. Steve gave him the shield, and he's like, You should have like he gave you the shield to be Captain America and you gave it back. And how like Sam was if Sam is wrong, if uh, Steve was wrong about you, then maybe he was wrong about me. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why this is yeah. also such a big thing for him. And I was just like, mind your fucking business, Bucky. Like, this, <laughs> like that's like really. <laughs> that's all that's the shit you was just like oh you should have took the shield because sam told you steve told you you took the shield like steve like steve ain't my daddy <laughs> <laughs> like also i'm a black man being captain america you don't think that might have a little bit of a conflict of interest in regards to that like i mean soldiers one thing but to be the face of america come on like just make though just a little bit
2: i mean I, and i'll say this much you know if you go back to episode one, Don was like, basically, like, look, bro, you don't need to do this. Don Cheeto knew that, like, oh, like, you don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. You sure you want to do this? And they mm-hmm. screwed him. And I'm and I like, every black person knew they finna screw this, bro, for giving over this shit. Yep. And that's exactly yep. what they did. Yeah. It, it's and good I think, that you I I think even shield. Bucky
0: knew, like, like, nah, man, you're the best guy for this job. And, you know, I, I think definitely there's a bit of trauma on like his part. It's like, man. If he believed in you that much, I need you to be the person he believed in, too, because Mm -hmm. that at least means like Steve ain't wrong because he believes in me. And I don't know if I can live up to it. But if you can live up to it, at least I could keep trying.
1: So basically, I need you to do the emotional labor so I can
2: feel good about myself. Got it. (laughs) Okay. cool. But, you know, you know. It's a 100 year inter- old man with a lot of sins <laughs> to, to pay for. Exactly. I mean, this doesn't make any I mean, I, I understand it's therapeutic and you know, like this 12 step stuff like that. But how are you going to go to yeah. somebody like, hey, man, you know what? I killed your son and I actually got a pardon for that and I'm in therapy. And I mean, I, mm-hmm. that's not going to go over to do. Like, you should be in jail or you should be dead because my son is dead. I don't care mm-hmm. what you did to save the world. I don't care who your friend, who your best friend was.
0: <laughs> that's not going to end well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, nah, it never will, but, you know. Like Isaiah, Bradley,
1: <laughs> like Isaiah Bradley says, you can't just wake up and just change who you are. I mean, maybe you can. can maybe yeah. People can't. I was like, whoa.
0: <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> I don't know the if man, they would have the did
0: a part. lot of bad things that he didn't want to. You know,
2: like, I feel bad for Bucky.
0: I mean, the only this person who tried
2: to hold H- to. Bucky accountable really was Tony Stark. He's like, I'm just going to kill him. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. kill him. And he's like, I can't let yeah. you do that, man. He didn't know. He's. Like, I don't care. I'm just gonna kill him because he killed my mother. No. <laughs> That's Which a normal his... reaction. You kill my mom, yeah. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah,
3: it is.
0: There, there, there are no winners in this situation. It's just you know, you know, Bucky's not a bad guy, but he was a bad guy. It's just,
1: just one more thing. Sorry, and in regards to a prediction for the future of the series. I'm fucked up for saying this, but Battlestar is gonna die. He shouldn't die. I
2: was so happy to see Battlestar.
1: I'm like, man, he's, he shouldn't die though. He should. He's get. He's gonna die in some t- like if I'm following TV book. I mean TV like history type of shit. Battlestar is gonna die in some type of engagement, and he's uh, That's John Walker's not gonna take it the right way, and he's gonna do something foul because of it.
2: I'm gonna tell you what I thought, Sam. I said because we know in the, from the books, John Walker. Some people call him a psychopath, and i like, he he crazy. But you know, basically, you know, they killed his parents, and he basically went on a ramp. He basically went like almost a Punisher style rampage,
3: mm-hmm. and that's what Steve
2: Rogers had to come back and take the shield from. him. I feel like him being in the public so much is gonna attract attention. to These flag smasher people, and they gonna kill oh. his family. That's what I'm. That's what my yep. guess is right now. And That's mm-hmm. what's gonna set him off.
3: Yep.
0: But you know, somebody asked me, they were
2: like, Yo, has this a guy John Walker
0: always had a Spanish wife? my girlfriend and I was like, nah, I think it's made up for this. But now that you say it
2: Ooh.
0: That lady, that lady in danger. That
2: lady in danger. I mean, because everybody knows that he oh, it's John Walker from this part of Georgia, The Heston high school is near Captain America. I'm mm-hmm. like, that ain't good, man. This dude kinda even You've of enemy put too much information
0: make, out there, buddy.
2: Our fanatics, <laughs> fanatical people. And he didn't have a super yeah. Well, let me ask you this guy. I heard somebody said the power broker was mentioned, but he didn't have the super soldier serum or any kind of power broker or power up in this version of it, does he? Not that it seems. They, they,
1: they said didn't that they don't. They didn't say that he doesn't, but I would not be surprised if we find out later that he actually took some stuff.
3: He you need to take better. some stuff
2: to be Captain America. That was my problem with yes. this, when Sam was Captain America, I'm like, Yeah, you need yeah. something because the kind of thing yes. he's going against, even though he does it as Falcon on a regular basis and survives. Exactly. You know, so but the kind of
3: he, you
0: know his his edge is all his gadgets and Falcon gear and the shields. But like a normal person without all that, like nah, you need a little bit more.
2: I mean, even Bucky, you know, but I guess you can make the argument that Bucky in the books was able to hold it on because he had to rope in the, the the arm, and even in The Winter Soldier, he was able to match in almost defeat Steve. Like, well, he basically—he's
0: got the Super Soldier Serum too. Remember, he's got a true. slight derivative. Yeah. He was experienced. Yeah, the Infinity them, Formula is what so they call Animations. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's got a slight derivative of it as well. Like he's not yeah. Steve's level, but he's better than any normal person. I mean, yes. and in
2: Winter Soldier movie, he he held Steve the whole time. Like, no, yeah. you know, I ain't no punk. Yeah. I'm going to try and kill you. I'm going to succeed, basically.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm enjoying it. Marvel continues to deliver. So they will now teach us about racism <laughs> after teaching us about trauma and depression in uh, mm-hmm. WandaVision. Uh, they All right. It. So
1: next topic is invincible and okay. i'm just gonna let you guys know right now i'm gonna be fanboying throughout this entire thing okay because i watch <laughs> uh now i haven't finished the third episode but the first two episodes if there anything like if if the third and the future episodes or anything like the first two episodes i am so fucking here for it this is perfect this is exactly what i wanted perfect
0: all right so if you want to take some of this uh i know i only watched the first episode if you Got saw it. the first
2: two, we could talk about that, and we'll leave the third one until okay. another time. Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw all three of them, but the first two, I mean... Okay. I mean, I, I'll say this, like... You can do it, then. I knew about yeah. Invincible. You know, like I say, and, you know, but I've been mainly, my comic book reading is mainly, you know, the big two, Marvel, DC. You know, of course, I was reading The Dark Horse and Image. I remember the issue of Invincible. You know, Invincible is a book kind of chugging along. I remember sitting in the comic book store, saying, so, oh, it's chugging along, this is cute. And then I heard everybody start talking about Invincible. That that issue with his father beat the shit out of him.
3: <laughs> yes. And I
2: saw it. And I was like, oh, shit. He really did beat him. But I didn't really buy it. But when the series came out, when I, I saw the anime series coming, I saw who was doing it. I said, you know what? I'm going to commit to reading Invincible from cover to cover. I did. And I was like, I slept on Invincible. I really did. Yes. Yes. The fights in Invincible are up. Yes. It's like Dragon Ball Z mixed with like Kryptonians <laughs> times 10. Exactly.
1: Exactly, the the cover always said this is the best superhero co- comic ever made, and they always stood by it because everything one the fight scenes were amazing, two the world building was amazing, three they always took risk and and like think did things that no other superhero comic was willing to do, like. Like, not to spoil anything, but Mark has been considered the villain a bunch of different times throughout that, before, throughout the Invincible run.
2: He made a lot and of mistakes. Like, I mean, you know, like, was yeah. it dinosaurs or whatever the guy am like? You know, oh, yes. let's, mm-hmm. let's, 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 I'm going to give him a chance to do this, or I'm going to do this, you know? And yeah, 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 yeah. Invincible was much better than I thought it was, you know, because I mean, I, you know, and I I read Kirkman's Walking Dead more consistently, you know, I read that in mm-hmm. trades and I kind of would look at events, but I, and I'll pick up an issue of Invincible every once in a while. But once I read Invincible from cover to cover, I was like, I slept on this. I, I just have to admit, I slip on it. I really did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if yeah, this... No, a... Go ahead, say it again, Andrew?
0: No, I was just going to say, yeah, it's a solid series.
2: And the series, so, um, you know, they did the big reveal at the end of the first episode that they did in the comic book, where you're like, oh, Omni-Man's not... Which we think he
1: is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, the first episode, they basically go through Mark getting his powers. He realized, like, in the comic... He's literally throwing a garbage into the trash, and he accidentally throws it into the stratosphere, and he's just like, it's about time. So, you know, you find you meet Omni-Man and his parent and his, and his mom, and you get to get his powers, and you see him, you see Omni-Man working with the glo- Guardians of the Globe, and, like, they're pretty much, the Guardians of the Globe is, like, a perfect copy of the Justice League with, like, very, like, just slight tweaks, and they're great. And um, Mark is learning how to use his powers, which I loved. I love the fact that they didn't do that in the comic, but they did it in the series. And this is way better Yeah, showing how his abilities work in regards to like being able to push off things and punch everything. So that means that he can throw a powered punch literally from any position he is Mm. because of the way his, his thing moves and like how flying is like flexing a muscle. Like all of that is great. Like I love building how the abilities work out like that. Um, But like you always, you kind of get a feeling in the, in the the first episode in the beginning, like in the middle part that Omni-Man is a little not like super, yeah, he's not Superman, you know, like truth, justice in American way. He has a slight temper. Mm-hmm. He like he's not. He doesn't know exactly what to do all the time. But he's confident and he has powers. But and he just tries to exude that when he does the thing he does. But then, like you said, Marklin, uh, we get to the end, and
2: well, you wanna you wanna cover it, man. I mean, basically that fight was the truth. I mean, I read it in the Oof. comic book, it didn't really shock me in the comic book, but it was much better on the TV. I like that fight was the truth. I <laughs> like. Oof. I mean, you were seeing heads getting ripped off, and you know, hands going through guts and stuff like that, and you know, and blood and eyeballs. And I'm like, people were not ready. And I, I, I looked no. at Facebook today. People like, I thought this was a cartoon. That's, a, that's <laughs> an adult animation. It's adult. That's what I keep saying it's an adult animation because
1: yep. y'all need to see mm-hmm. this because he he uh he gets he gets it gets violent. That's what I loved about Invincible. Like yeah. you, they will not shy away from blood and guts. People have been punched in the gut, like punched, and guts just fly out. Yep. Jaws have been punched off. Yep, teeth have been smacked into different dimensions, like smacked into stratospheres. Someone got their leg ripped off. Yep, like a popular character got their leg ripped off, you're, ripped off you're at right. one point. It just—it's a very violent uh, comic. I was about to anime. It's a very violent comic, and the animation is reflecting it well. I also like the fact that in the comic, it, the the scene that we're talking about. That literally mm-hmm. was about three pages. It was, no, two pages. Mass. Exactly. It was yeah. One, you just saw him just super speed and just wipe everyone out. And then it was just him like, hmm. This, it was more of a visceral one-on-one combat. I mean, one-on-five, six combat. And, I mean, man, just wrecks. Just and just I, I wrecks. mean, it actually
0: felt like with luck, they could have potentially taken him. Yeah. Down, but it was like, you know, they, they weren't ready. So, like, they, they had yeah. no shot.
2: Exactly, and they were not ready. He did it on purpose. And what I liked about it, because even though as strong as Omni Man is, he took damage in that fight. He took damage. Yes. They they were close to taking him. <laughs> but yes, you know he just. But if you, th- yeah, sorry, but if you think about if you think about it, he
1: fought them the exact way he was supposed to fight them, which was he took out the speedster first, exactly, because that was the only real threat to him in regards to like slowing this down. Because he was that guy was pushing that people was,
0: out of the way. Yeah, he was saving everybody. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Red Rush. And it, which it, I never do the speed in the book, Red Rush.
0: <laughs> Red Rush. This guy broke his hands trying to punch him while he squishing his back. head
2: till it popped. Like yeah. Just ridiculous. Y'all gonna yeah. maybe rewatch that scene again. I might Oh no, again. I t-
1: it's on my I tweeted I tweeted it. I was just like, Superman could never and I just tweeted it. I was just like, No, y'all gotta see this. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, see it, please.
0: Yeah, and I mean just uh, saying this and all. Like this cast is uh, is stacked. Yes. Like, I mean, everyone is played by someone. Yeah. Like, yes, you know, Mark's mother is Sandra Oh. His father, Omni Man, is J.K. Simmons. Mark himself is Stephen Yoon. Uh, Zazie Beetz plays another character coming up, Amber Bennett.
3: I mean, oh, she's
1: in there. Amber's the black chick that's in the. Yeah, yeah, right. And Amber, they changed the him. race of Amber. From, from yeah, I was yeah, like, that's oh, right, that's, right, Amber. Right, that's, that's Amber. Right, that's I'm like, okay, out. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, yeah. I like the fact that they move things, either move things faster or change how things are. Like, it's clear that William's gay. Yeah. And, like, they know that he's gay. It's not like you find William discovered, like, you know, comes out to mark, like, issue 20 or something. No, he's already established as his gay friend. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. a really thing.
0: But, I mean, Jillian Jacobs, Zachary Quinto, Mark Hamill, Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. Kyrie Patton, Mae Whitman, Clancy Brown, John yep. Ham. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's in us. It's It's ridiculous.
2: I wonder how they did some of that cast. I mean, but I think this is the project. I, I mean, they had to, Amazon had to shell out some money to get all those people.
3: They, they had you know, to shell out some money. I mean, I mean they had yeah. to.
0: You you could have gotten smaller people for a lot of these, some of these roles. And it's just like, yeah, Michael Dorn, like, you know, like Nicole Byer. I mean, everybody is somebody. It's ridiculous. Like, there were no small names. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, this character's only going to be in two episodes. We should hire a huge actor to play him, you know, with some pedigree. No. But the voice I
1: mean, is fit. J.K. Simmons is a great choice for Omni Yeah, man. yeah, that, a, that's just for
0: I mean, yeah. Ezra Miller is not as a person in one of those... Like he's in no. one episode as some guy D.A. Sinclair.
2: Oh, he's D.A. Sinclair? Uh, Sinclair. Sinclair. Okay, that's yeah. the that's the um the um the guy who was kidnapping people and making them them cybernetic robots. Oh, oh, that's right. That's weird oh. right. R- Yeah,
3: now.
0: I completely forgot. But yeah, like uh, Digimon Huntsu plays a Martian Emperor hell you yes. i've seen this now reginald vel johnson plays the principal
2: That's right the high, God, the high school was named like reginald vel johnson high school or something in the book or something i was like inside <laughs> joke he said i love family matters yeah and they were just like if we can get him on we'll we'll
1: get him on and he's just like i ain't doing nothing right now so fuck man
0: you. there's so many people in this like even like these one episode people soniqua soniqua martin green justin roilands gary anthony williams lauren cohen wow mm. it's just one episode these guys all the way
2: at the bottom of the list but god so many people yeah man. I mean I don't know if Kirkman mean, said, had that pull because of The Walking Dead or what I mean he's like hey you know I'm do The Walking Dead but you know because I mean you know Lenny James played like the Batman like character you know that plays um, Morgan
3: Thornton. yeah Thornton. yeah
2: I'm like man that's Lenny because you know I, you know watching on Amazon you can do that little x-ray thing I said wait a minute Look, yes. who's playing this and who's playing this and who's playing this so I'm like okay okay <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, All right, I'm but, excited for it. The first three are out. Yeah, uh,
1: so episode two is basically him meeting uh the uh, what are they called? The, the teen, team, teen, team, 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 yeah, team, 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 team. Where, you know, at Atomic <laughs> Eve, Rexplode, Duplicate, and Robot. And Mark is kind of going. That was his first big fight, and he froze on the first one. But the the like he starts to come into his own in the second and third. Um, we also got another brutal scene with omni-man just showing you what superman what someone with superman level powers could do
2: if they really wanted to he like wipes an entire planet he did it, like, and he was like the earth isn't yours to conquer and he didn't say it but I was, like, i said it for him it's mine and <laughs> then yeah. show y'all this is my planet just destroyed and then like that scene where he's
1: like having them open the portal again he's holding a mountain over them yep and then he just flies to the portal lets the mountain drop and they're just like no mercy no sounds like cobra
2: kai no mercy <laughs> yeah
1: also i love the i love the mom in this like i like how her relationship and everything like i love the little things that they do that shows that she's been married with us to a superhero of this caliber for so long certain things don't bother anymore like when he super speeds in and she has one and she just just real quick catches it before it even spills because mm-hmm. she's used to him super speeding in or like he's like dad got Pulled into a dimension, like an alternate dimension. She's like, oh, so he won't be home for dinner. And that's, oh, okay, whatever. And she's like, aren't you worried? He's like, no, nah, he's, he's fine. He's going to come back. Like, he'll, he'll be fine. She's like, that's happened before, you know. You know, he got hurt.
2: That didn't happen. But, you know, he, he'll disappear. You know, yeah, that's fine. He'll mm-hmm. be fine. He's fine.
1: But yeah, it, it, this is a good series. Again, I haven't watched episode three. But I uh, hear that this is the one where they uh, they reformat the new Guardians of the Globes after they've been wiped in the first episode by the Cecil's in charge of it. I um, also love how they're handling Cecil. Cecil is exactly how he should be. He needs to be a, a more of a dick Nick Fury. Yep. That, and, and that's exactly what he is.
2: And I say this when Cecil is uh, played by Walton Goggins, who I call Shane from The Shield. I always remember knowing him as Shane from The Shield. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Shane! Mm-hmm. And you know, um, and, I, and I know y'all had not seen it yet, but you know, I would say Monster Girl shows up. Mm. So, you read Invincible, you know kind of that, what happens with Monster Girl later on. I'm like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm.
1: I like that she shows up. Like Monster Girl was one of my favorite characters in that whole series. She so this is good. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: But yeah, uh, invincible I can't say good, uh, enough good things about it. Uh the only uh like uh problem I guess flaw that people are saying, which I don't agree with, is that they don't like the fact that shit's out of order or shit's too fast or things are going oh, which I'm just like it's a 10 episode series. You're not gonna be able to fit in a lot if you're gonna go with the arc. I think they're going like how to get all this stuff in. Y'all need to like add some filler stuff in there, and you need to like speed some certain things up. You're not gonna do it in order. That's ridiculous. It's
2: well, I mean, also the comics was based on the necessity of we gotta sell. You know, that's that's the kind of thing about comics It's serialized storytelling. We gotta sell a new story every month. You know, TV works very differently. We got maybe like especially animated TV I mean you know animated shows don't generally run that long you know you know yeah. it's like you get how you many do.
0: issues was this book again 104
2: 143, 143. yeah yep.
0: 100, 144 sorry yep. yeah so I mean we're not gonna be able to tell that story slowly like they've mm. got to combine they've got to cut they've got to tell stuff like, yeah but they might get three four seasons back so yeah you know, you which I'm hit fine some big with. spots yeah.
2: So, 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 Sam, you mentioned this earlier. What do you think is going to be the story art for this first season? What do you think they're trying to get to or they're going to be the cutoff point?
1: Yeah. So, again, I, we should have probably put a spoiler warning in the beginning in regards to like <laughs> fleshing it all out. But I think it's going to end with Omni Man leaving Earth. Okay. You know why. Okay. All right. But yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to stop there and that's going to be season one and that's going to be the getcha to come back to for season two. But I think that's what I think it's going to be him leaving Earth and then Mark and Cecil working together to like. He's kind of like the new protector.
2: So, yeah, okay. And I can see that because I, I like how you basically Mark didn't, well, you said he didn't know anything. He's learning like, like he's like with his first fight with the flags. He's like, man, I thought I was going to go out there and hit stuff and it was going to work. She's like, no, it didn't work like that. You know, you get <laughs> sick, you throw up, you you know, you try like that lady. He tried to save. He's like, man, I, I, this lady just got like ripped off and she pleading all over the place.
1: I wouldn't have no no not to be dick. I wouldn't have bothered. I I wouldn't have bothered. She was gone. I could have told by looking at her. She was gone. So I don't know why he even. But he's just he's just. I gotta save everyone type of shit. So. Mm-hmm. But it was I, I liked also that uh, Mark is if you see like how he reacts to stuff. It's kind of almost Spider Man esque. Yeah. Because you get the feel when he's like flying through the city? He's like kind of like Peter when he's young, f- like you know flipping through the city looks... Like, f- f- yeah. Web slinging, it's it's and like. He makes like little wisecracks with the
2: guy. It's like it's it's
1: it's good. Like when he's fighting people, it's it's good.
2: He, uh I definitely think Invincible is kind of a, 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 a analog or homage to both Spider Man and Superman. Like, hey, he has the power similar to Superman, but his journey is similar to Spider Man. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I think you know Spider Man is never allowed to really have a conclusive ending. Like, oh, let me get with Mary Jane and he'll be happy. And that's never really gonna happen. You know. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Sam hates that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You
1: no, hate that I Sam? do. <laughs> that's that's actually one of the things I love about Invincible, and that's that's what made me hate it more in Marvel and DC. Invincible allows characters to change and grow and just let that sit and not be the new status quo. Whereas in Marvel no in mean, Marvel and DC, no, whatever the characters like, you gotta bring it back. So you like you know Bruce Wayne is gonna be Batman, he's gonna get his money back. You know Spider-Man is going to be not doing as well as he could be with his, his genius brain. Like just things that they just never let just be they'll just always got to bring it back to the status quo or you know people are not gonna like the comic anymore you
2: know? well you know but saying to your point i think what i noticed is that when a movie comes out because you know people have a the general public has a perception of these characters you know like oh well i know peter parker is spider-man something like that or let's the captain america example like i think it's either bucky Barnes or sam wilson was somebody with captain america before one of these movies came and i said well, by the time this movie comes out Steve Rogers be Captain America again. I think at, at that point Steve Rogers was Commander Rogers. I said, he is much more effective being Commander Rogers running shield than he ever was. Exactly. Being Steve, you know, leading the, and He's just much more effective doing that. But because this movie came out, we got to put him back in in the uniform <laughs> and make him Captain America again. You know, so, so I think that's what it is. And like that's what people are familiar. With. We got to put it back in there. <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: see. I mean, I think Marvel at least film division has learned. You know, they they can keep going forward. Well, they yes. have to keep going forward because they can't keep the yes. actors the same age. They can't fake that in the real life. No.
2: and I think they, I think that's, I think the movies are making Marvel comics more diverse. You know, because you know, yes. I mean, you got you know probably more black characters like showing up. I like talked about you know, you know, black characters are in to a certain extent in combos now. Like oh, because mm-hmm. they they've been sitting on the screen like oh yeah yeah I know this character yeah. like the whole how everybody was like Monica Rambeau is going to be in Wonder you know. Everybody's mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing her in Captain Marvel 2 now. Everybody's looking forward to that now. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely having some cross-pollination back and forth. It's not just going one way. Yep, yeah. It's coming back towards the books a little bit. So that's it's definitely helpful. Yeah. All right. Well then I think we have now had everything that we wanted to talk to this episode. We got through some reviews, we got through some impressions, TV movies, and otherwise. And we got to know a little bit more about Mr. Mark Sigler. So Thank you very much for joining us this evening.
2: Well, thank you for inviting me, fellas. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, as you can tell I'm passionate about the books and the shows. And like I say, <laughs> this this is this is a glorious time to be a which which pisses me off when I people are like, Oh, I hate this. I'm like, man, yeah, I grew up in the, the late the late eighties, nineties when you were lucky to like see a Superman mm-hmm. cartoon or a superboy on syndication, you know. Yep. Y'all have no idea how good you got it. And, mm-hmm. the, and the fact you can see stuff like the boys, I I jumped on the boys Ugh. from issue number one when it came out when it was at DC, mm-hmm. Wildstorm DC, and went to Dynamite. I rode the boys all the way through, and y'all getting that as a, as a TV show now? Nah, like, mm-hmm. come on, man, that was that was unheard of. Yep. Yeah, it's it's definitely the best
0: time for any comic book fan in existence. Like, you're getting fantastic books. You're getting the ability to read old stuff that you never could have bought. And you're getting this just fantastic recreations of this stuff on, on TV and film. Like, you really can't I ask mean, for more.
2: I mean, you know, that, that moment from Avengers uh, Endgame, who's like Avengers Assemble, when Captain America had Mjolnir. I was like, man, people were crying at this. People who read I was them, never thought they no, would see yeah. that. <laughs> people were like, I never thought I would see this. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew,
0: we saw that in theaters together. I think I cheered. I think I put my hands up.
1: Oh, I like, yes. I was.
0: I was cheering and fighting tears. It was ridiculous. Just cap holding the damn hammer. I was cheering and fighting tears. I was
2: like, oh my God,
0: they've done it.
2: <laughs> you know, and they, I mean, and they, and they proved it, it worked. I mean, because I remember when, when, you know, Josh Wheaton, when they did the first event, I said, this is going to work. I'm thinking about it. You got this super soldier and this monster and this god, scanning his armor suit. If they can make this work, it's a game changer. And they did it, you know, because up until then, we were like, oh, Batman works. We know Batman works. You know Superman mm-hmm. kind of works, <laughs> kind of works. And you know I don't know about the other guy,
0: so just throw in the movie. We'll see.
2: <laughs> I mean, and just think about the evolution. I mean, think about it. You know, I mean, Smallville. Smallville ran for ten years, man. And I think I watched. Oh my years. god! Don't remind me. <laughs> I think yes. I watched all ten years of it. You know, Arrow ran for eight. Well, it was eight or seven. Mm-hmm. How many years it ran? Yeah, that's seven eight. Yeah. I mean, you got a seven eight years since out of Green Arrow. Now, true, you you yeah. you, you basically copied Batman's modus operandi. But hey, mm-hmm. was when he always a copy of Batman in some way?
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Batman's the only one they seem to understand. It's the only one they feel like, yeah, he can get this, he can get behind it. Anything else, it's like
2: mm, a little too risky. We don't know about it. I mean, but the fact we got Invincible and the boys and stuff like that, you know, and you know, with Jupiter's Legacy coming out on Netflix next month, you know, and I read Jupiter's Legacy when it came out because I was a Mark Millar fan. I'm like, man, and I'm like, if this works, I mean, you know, it's good for independent people because you got a lot of people like, you know, Rick Remender, you know, um, Kirkman and all of them that were independent people, like putting out their work and now they can finally, you know, get some, make some real money, you know, make some real money. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you hope right. i mean i'm sure kirkman is living out comics <laughs> alone i'm sure he's living out he's getting a nice walking dead check every every month oh, yeah. or something like that <laughs> something like that
0: yeah so mark well, if people want to find you on the internet after this where can i go man
2: i am everywhere on instagram twitter you use my name Marklin sigler m-a-r-q-u-e-l-o-n s-i-g-l-e-r um you find me that's my facebook my instagram my twitter um my my Pinterest is everything. <laughs> like All right. All right. I, I got a unique name, so it's just me. It's gonna be me.
0: <laughs> it's going you know, easy to find. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Sam, how about you? Let the people know.
1: Uh, t- right now it's just Twitter. Honestly, it's Sam the host at uh, at Sam the host. Blah blah blah. And um, yeah. But I'm I'm active on there. If you want to talk to me about comic books or the newest movies that come out or just see me tweet funny shit, feel free to follow me.
0: It yeah. is funny. Yeah, <laughs> it
3: is funny. <laughs>
0: And myself, you can find at uh AG McDonald on Twitter. Uh, not so much on Instagram. I don't really use it for myself, but you can also see me at the review zoo and Rapture Press on Twitter and on Instagram. And obviously you can find this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast, we are there. It's hosted by Anchor. They push it out to everything. And obviously, if you like, you should subscribe and tell us you like. Leave a comment, leave a review. Uh just bother us. Let us know you're out there listening and uh, we'll respond back. So, all right. I think we'll see everybody again in another two or so weeks when we think we have some worthy things to review. We hope you enjoy the reviews. I'm Andrew. I'm Sam. I'm (laughs) Marklin. And we will talk to you all later.
1: One.